Welcome to Minority Corner, where we take an introspective look at the world through an intersectional lens. I'm James, he, him, his. I'm a queer, political, actor, activist, comedian, cancerian, self-proclaimed, sexy blurred. That's a uh, black nerd. And each week, I'm joined in the corner by another fabulous minority where we tackle the news, pop culture, politics, media, history, and more, all with a little self-care and self-love sprinkled throughout. Hey, y'all. So I am really heartbroken, and it was really tough putting together this week's Minority Corner Rewind I was on staycation last week, and with that, I was on a social media blackout, a news media blackout for some self-care, but the one thing that did permeate through was the loss of actor Chadwick Boseman. Now, I'm not married, and I don't have any kids, so it's without hyperbole that I can easily say that he was a part of the greatest day of my life. So for those of you, if you don't know, or maybe you do remember back in January of 2018, when I was working at Marvel, I got to co-host the Black Panther Purple Carpet, and I got to talk to him for five glorious moments. And um, I'm just, I'm, I'm just amazed by him. You know, you look at what he's done and think about this he was diagnosed back in 2016 and he still turned out seven movies i think i can add him to another one of my heroes my guiding stars that i have when it seems like i can't get out of bed in the morning and i'm reminded that man got out of bed with colon cancer and got to work and made work that was impacting the community lifting them up driving the conversation opening doors and i'll tell you this when we'll play a little bit of my very brief interview with him. And when I talk to him, I look back and I just, there was such a groundedness to him. I felt connected to him. I felt like he really saw me. And I feel like we were taking in this moment together and what it meant to be two black men there and him, the star of this movie, this moment, this movement that has shifted and shaped Hollywood. The ripple effects that that movie will make, his work will make. And in that moment, I look back and it's a man who knew to took take it all in because it was just a matter of time before it would be his last day. So looking back, I'm like, man, he was taking it all in because he didn't know when it would be his last day. And if we really think about it, none of us know. So to take all of that and live this day as if it was your last, do what you can as much good as you can, follow your dreams to the fullest, make the biggest impacts because we just, we never know. And so it's that handing off the baton. And I think Chadwick Boseman's passing is sad on so many levels. I'm, I'm sad for him because this, it was just the beginning. I, I felt like I had such... In him were so many of my hopes and dreams. He's literally on, I do a vision wall every year, and he's on it, holding the SAG award that he won for Black Panther. And and so I'm sad for him because I wanted him to be able to have more of those experiences. I wanted him to be able to 
tell more stories because there just was so much life and talent in him. And he was so inspiring to me as a fellow black man, as an actor. And he was 43 and you just, you knew his career was just taking off. And he was already a legend, already a legend playing legendary characters like Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall, James Brown, and the King T'Challa, Black Panther himself. And I think part of the reason why I'm so sad, and I know a lot of other people are so sad, is that, you know, Black people in America, our history was stolen from us. And in Black Panther, it felt like we were given an opportunity to have our own our own myth, our own folklore, what could have been if slavery hadn't ripped us from our homes. We got to have our own hero, our own royalty. Before Black Panther, the only superhero movies starring Black people were jokes. You had Meteor Man or Blank Man. That's what I had growing up. Or Demons, Spawn, Blade. And even those dried up after a while. And so with Black Panther and Chadwick Boseman, it helped to blow open doors. It has shifted and changed Hollywood, making a billion dollars. People do want to, we can tell our stories and people will come and see our stories are worthy. He and this movie, it felt like a seat at the table, our return to our throne. And these, these are uncharted times. They are scary times and we need heroes right now. He was a hero on screen and off. You can see the gif of uh, when Green Book won and he turns back and he looks at uh, Michael B. Jordan when uh, Green Book won for Best Picture and he gives just the best sort of like knowing nod look of like this isn't bullshit or like you see Hollywood and here he is part of he's on the 50 yard line of Hollywood. He is right there. He's part of a list. Hollywood royalty at that point, and even he knows it's still some bullshit. It's not where it needs to be. So for me, he meant the world to me as an actor, as a as a black man, as a blurred. And it feels like the king is dead and it hurts and it's rough. And maybe it's just a culmination of everything that's been going on for the past six months. It's a it's another blow. I think it's also my hopes and dreams of just what I couldn't wait to see what that what he and that character were going to do next. So this week I wanted to celebrate Chadwick Boseman and Black Panther by playing my mini interview that I did with him on the purple carpet. And then we'll cut into the episode that Anek and I did the day after. You can hear the excitement, the joy, the energy is <laughs> still reeling. Yeah. And then with my debrief with Aneke of what it was like being on the red carpet and and just all the, how the sausage was made doing a live event like that. And then my in-depth shares on, I did a t- shit ton of research for this movie in preparation for hosting the purple red carpet. It was like setting for the SATs, but fun, amazing research. I know so much knowledge and I'm going to pass that on to you. And I'm going to share some of my insights with the history of Black Panther, the characters, the research I did, uh, the cast, their individual, some of their backgrounds, some fun facts. You're going to know so much trivia about this movie and the actors, the costume design, the production design, the history of Black Panther and the importance, the cultural importance, what this movie means. Aneke and I debrief a lot of our feelings, our thoughts. It's, it's, it, it, it's going to take you back. And of course, the amazing resume of Chadwick Boseman.
Well, hello oh, oh, there. Well, the king hello. himself is right here. All hello. hail the king. Thank Welcome, you. Chadwick. Thank you. Thank hello. <laughs> Welcome. So the last time we were on a carpet together, it was um, not for your movie. You are here as the king, your film. How does that feel? Oh, man. It's epic. This is an epic experience. Uh, streets blocked off. People dressed in African garb. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's an amazing experience. People look beautiful. There goes Lapita look, right there. Here comes your right hand, hand right over here. Hello, Lapita. <laughs> Hello. You look beautiful. It's just like royalty right up in here, looking fabulous. <laughs> All right. So what was we were just saying, so Lapita, uh, what was it like working on this film of this magnitude? It was intense and beautiful and exciting and and uh, wild and uh, it was just something we all came to with a lot of joy and a lot of uh, a sense of responsibility and excitement and it's so good to finally be here and get to see it. He's gotten to see it. Oh. I know it. Oh, I know oh, you've gotten to see it. She's seen it too. I haven't seen, seen it either. Oh Spill it, you guys. We want to know. There's, there's such yeah. injustice not in this fair. world. <laughs> We're not going to say a word, right? We're going to keep the secrets of Wakanda and Marvel. Right, right. You, you, oh, <laughs> She's already seen you it. really have She's seen, already seen it. it. How did that happen? I'm very special. Wow. Yeah, Chadwick, you are a transformative actor, you know, whether you're playing Thurgood Marshall or if you're playing uh, James Brown. What is it like playing this sort of a character who's both a uh, politician and a superhero? I think that's the fun of the character because his, he can't just go willy-nilly and go save the world, kill someone, or he can't go on his own, own uh, devices or vices. He has to consider how that affects his entire nation, and if he doesn't, if his hubris gets gets ahead of him, it affects you know masses of people, not just in Wakanda, but but throughout the world. So that that's a lot to. And I want to. And uh, so she is this in, this independent woman that has um, her own sense of what is best for her, for and for her people, and it's about that negotiation of like figuring out it out for yourself because you can never rule the way someone else ruled right and um, just being that ear and that um, support for a king who has to make some really tough decisions you know amazing yeah. well congratulations y'all with this film so excited to see it I know you've already seen it we're going to send you on your way you've got a big night ahead of you thank you for stopping by and saying hi to the Marvel fans doing, yeah Marvel thank you for fans? saying hi to the Marvel fans they're watching wait. live I know you got to wait until February 16th but it's going to be amazing all hail the king alright man thank yeah, you so yeah. much Thank you so much. What a double whammy there. That I, was exciting. That was very cool. There's so much I wanted to tell you about the movie. Oh, I, I thought we were going to get it out. I thought we were going to get it out of you in that moment. I will never right. tell. You, you know, you're almost like your own war dog spy. You're like, you're, you could be, you and Nakia could go on adventures together. Oh, uh, yes, please. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, hey, go hey. Look at you, all casual, like you haven't been hosting on a red carpet. <laughs> well, a purple carpet, to be I specific. I know, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. A carpet of black excellence, that's carp- what's up. Yes, a carpet of black excellence. So if you are just tuning in, welcome. I had the distinct... Pl- <laughs> welcome to the podcast. I had the distinct pleasure of uh, co-hosting the world premiere screening of Marvel Studios' Black Panther uh, at the Dolby Theater here in Hollywood. Like, on the motherfucking front page of Marvel.com, like, you go to 
themarvel.com and there's James yik yakking away with Angela Bassett <laughs> like they're like play cousins at the cookout I couldn't even yeah. handle it she did, you know, interviewing uh, Angela. I'm on first name basis with these people now. Uh, I can't handle you. <laughs> interviewing, t- and actually, it's so funny. It's because my mom watched uh, the live stream as well. And even she yes. was using first names. She was like, so when you and Angela were talking, and I was like, I even mean, my mom's on the same page there, you too. You guys are, you guys share the same DNA. So I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> like, not surprised. But, you know, talking to, like, Angela, I it felt like I was talking to one of my aunts. That was the one wow. of the biggest things. Talking to all of these different people. We talked to pretty much almost everybody in the cast. And so amazing. It had this feeling of, of just this huge, like you hit it on the nose. It was black excellence, but the celebration yeah. uh, of this of this film and, and what it means. And I had this like sort of instant connection with with everybody of like it was almost like every black person. It was like when Obama first got elected, yeah, and every black person looked at each other and oh. gave them that knowing look. What it a was good this- time. And yes. that's what it felt like. It felt like, I don't know what it was like when the Emancipation Proclamation was, you know, signed, but like, that's I mean, what it felt like. It felt like a big ass victory day for black people. Yes. And a whole lot less distress. To lot that. less distress, more celebration, more African more so, drums. Yeah. More. <laughs> I was telling James, like, I mean, we couldn't, normally we go into the podcast where we're keeping it kind of cold so we can like mm. just get mm. our emotion out for you guys the listeners but i'm sorry y'all i had to talk to my james about this oh, off yeah. the air we didn't let him to trip it but no. No. i was telling him so i sat there watching it live streaming it and i um had two glasses of wine she said and it's like a full moon so i'm emotional and <laughs> i won Having known James for over 10 years now. Oh, my God. I, yeah, we are well over that. Yeah, it's like 13, 14. Jesus. Yeah, um, when we met there. when we were seven. No. so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're like, what are you talking about? We're like 21. Barely legal. <laughs> but um, I've known ever since I met you that this has been a part of your dream. This has been a mm. part of it. So seeing you do it was emotional. One, that let alone. And then on top of that, it's like freaking black excellence. Angela Bassett, Forrest Whitaker, Chadwick Boseman, Lupita, um, yeah. Michael B. Jordan, Ryan Coogler, Tessa Thompson, Donald Glover. Yeah. It was a parade of that. And then on top of that, yes, everybody was wearing African beautiful African prints and African garbs. It was like the blackest shit that I've ever felt in my life. And I felt so like it, like filled with love you know and that's what you felt too that's why i was so i was just so honored to be a part of that night and you know jay august who he was on he was in the first season of agents of shield he played deathlock and he's also on angel he played Mm. gun he's like Mm -hmm. one of the few black people who are in the weed and verse so big ups to him um already proven your worth that you're able to rattle this off like it's nothing i'd be like (laughs) that guy i probably was like who's that guy and then I can watch it. So yes, you know you- what was the best thing is that you know my one of the directors of Thwip who really kind of propelled me into uh, this foray to to have nabbed this opportunity to co-host this. You yeah, know, he sent me a text and he said the universe has a funny way of preparing you for what you need to do and. 
I, you know what? I was like, thank God I watch all these TV shows about exactly. black, black people and things. Because I knew who these people were. I yes. knew who they were. Like, uh, Miles Brown. Like, here's the thing. We have a list of people who we think are going to show up. But right. then more people came. We had no idea. I didn't know Donald Glover was going to jump up on our podium. It Good was thing like, I watched Atlanta. Exactly. And I was able to have a conversation about that. Miles Brown from Blackish showed up. I saw that and- cute little kid. I like said to him, I was like, oh, maybe because he's he is vying for that Miles Morales role. He was he running around the red it. carpet yeah. doing thwips. He was he going was? Thwip, thwip, thwip. He that was doing Spider-Man thwips. himself like nobody's business. Also, he's the kid from the Virgin Atlantic um, <laughs> dance video. Oh, that that's tells right. You, to you know what? Yourself. I was going to tell him. I was like, I was saw you something re- in recently that was not blackish, but <laughs> I can't remember flight. what it was. But we didn't have enough time to go into it. But I said to him, I was like, oh, maybe you could wear a, mild, like, a, a Spider-Man costume on blackish. And he was like, what? And I'm like, yes, I watch your show. I watch blackish every week. Yeah. I know what's up. Uh, but like, so it just, it was like the right space. And like, I watch all the Marvel shows. So I, right. second time I got to talk to the cast of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So that was really cool. Yes, um, I saw you give just, a side kiss to what's her face. Do you want? I we, yeah. Well, Melinda, yeah, uh, Ming Na. So yeah, Ming Na. Love know, Ming We go way back. Uh, I side sidebar. I did have a really. I'm gonna. I didn't tell you about this. I had an embar. I had a flub. Here was my uh, one. Uh, there was a few. It's live. It's all live, right? Yeah. Um. Uh, and so we For were a in long a co- time. So you got to give yourself oh. credit. It's, it's long two hours. Time that it's it's two hours of being live, and we only yeah. cut. There's no commercial breaks. We'll cut to a clip of like Black Panther, but it is like there's no it's commercial like breaks really. I and know. they're like a minute. And Clark Gregg from Agents of Shield was up. Like yes. while we were in, we were doing. Uh, we we went into a fan package. I went out like earlier in the day. Went out to the fans to go talk to them. So we're in one of the fan packages. Right. I. Uh, and so Clark Gregg is up, and there's a woman standing next to him. Yes. And it's his. You know beloved his date his wife and okay he, i'm like oh clark you know i remember meeting at comic con and he's like oh this is jennifer and oh that's right okay go ahead i know go ahead <laughs> oh no i you know we get a list of who's who and who's coming with who and i did yeah. get a thing and, I, and she said and i heard her name it said you didn't oh, put jennifer. baby in the corner so here's what happened. Okay, before we cut back, because Tamara, my co-host, is like, "Do you want to bring us in?" I was like, "I'm feeling confident at this point. Like we are like yeah. 30 minutes in. I'm like, all right, yeah, I got this. Yeah, and I want to just be appropriate. I want to make sure I got her name correctly. And so I say, was that Jennifer? <laughs> oh, James. <laughs> she, I don't. You know what? I didn't no, recognize you know what? her. She looked different. Everybody she looked said, different. I mean, that's her tag. Is she, she got a nose job and nobody could recognize her from I, dancing, di- dirty dancing. Dirty dancing. I couldn't recognize her. And so I. she gave me a stone cold look. And then we went right onto the air. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, that is that. You know so, what? That <laughs> is not that bad. You could have done worse with that. It's and not like she's part of the Marvel Universe. One, like, she's not a part of the Marvel Universe. Two, what has she done recently? Three. I mean, I just um, haven't seen her in a while. Clark, Greg Clark is in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, yeah. So he was the main focus and she was up on the pony. A lot of people's like betrothed. No, but I mean, he's not even in Black Panther. <laughs> no, but he's but he's part of Marvel. So yeah. but oh, we got yeah. we got all the TV talent, you know, and yeah. I Cage, I I saw Mike that Cole, guy. He yeah. came on he came up on there, big he's guy, tall. really he's so tall, so big. I and so there's just was so many great like there's so many so many wonderful people wanna know how the sausage is made. Live yes. television is yes. insane. Okay, tell I me have about a theory it. Tell us that all I think about that it. 
I think people who work in live television are adrenaline junkies because it shit is insane. It's addicting. Wait, okay, so tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Because when I was in doing rehearsals and uh, back in New York, so right. we were. This was in uh, L.A. down on Hollywood Boulevard outside the Dolby Theater, and it was insane. Like we're in these giant, like the whole entire blocks were like blocked off. Right, and yeah, yeah. If you and we're gonna post a link to the live stream as well, so you can see what it is that we're talking about. But there was like a panther mouth to get in like you walk into like this giant panther mouth so you're going into like this panther cave it's uh, this purple carpet there was like african drums you've got the dora malaji who are lined out outside which is the female Uh, militia right that protect um black panther they're kind of like the black the secret service for okay. the uh yeah for 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 the king of wakanda for for t'challa or whoever the black whoever the the king is um and i so oh, what was i just talking about you're talking about how it's adrenaline junkie oh yes adrenaline junkies so mm-hmm. I, I when i was in new york and i've never worn an e i think it's called an efp it's an earpiece that you hide in your ear and that's yeah. the producers i are connecting and talking to you and they'll tell you all right go to social Wrap this interview up. Ooh, that's Wrap annoying. it up now. Stop talking to this person. How do you even talk well, to somebody oh. while they're in your somebody else's <laughs> in your ear? Like it would I would be, be so like, confused. It would be like me talking to you right now and while you're trying to teach a class. <laughs> no, I couldn't do it. I would be paused in the middle. I'd be just I would look like I had shut down, like if I was a robot <laughs> and I had shut down because I can't listen and do a thing at the same time. I could barely have the TV on and do something else. At the you same would time. have to smile through the entire time where they'll tell you, all right, do a social plug. Uh, go to our spot, talk to, talk about our sponsors. And like, wow. uh, and then also on the other side in person. And so we, there's also backing up. So in the producers is sitting in a giant truck that has all this, like all these screens. Command like center. Yes, like the CIA. The wow. CIA fucking it. I went into the truck, my mind was blown. And there's monitors all over cool. the place. Like, it's huge. See, like Marvel awesome. doesn't fuck around. I thought yeah. it would just be some guy on a computer or something. No, like, Marvel, no. all that money? And you think it's like me on a laptop? You think it's like the how this podcast is made? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so there's that. And there's then there's talent wranglers who are wrangling the talent in. Who are so, you had a wrangler? Oh, we had several Wranglers who are then connecting to the talent and they're and they have to create relationships with like the managers or the agents and stuff. And like oh. for the most part, we're lucky because we're Marvel. Everyone knows they kind of have to stop and talk to right. us. Not only do they have to, they want to. Because exactly. it's not like you're talking to like Entertainment Tonight, who is right next to us, and not a lot of people are going to talking to them. What you got uh, past what people went to yeah. you over Entertainment Tonight? Well, we were also the second stop. There's oh, okay. uh, on, on the, so the first stop is Disney, and well, then it yeah. was Marvel, and then yeah. Entertainment Tonight than Access Hollywood. Oh, Did you see Mario bar. Lopez? No, they oh. both Access Hollywood and Entertainment Tonight put out their two black correspondents, their well, two black I mean, female correspondents, which I guess, you know, have, hey, you know, Marvel did the same thing with exactly. me. So, okay, all right. Got okay, you a job, the, so, you know. Not complain. You know what? Look yeah. at us getting work. And that's the great thing about this whole entire movie is that it's creating such work for so many people that would not yes. have had these opportunities on so many fronts. Um, we it's also so had true. someone who was on the side who would 
she's also listening to the producer who would give us these signals like wrap it up what or the fuck? that's too much meanwhile you're listening to the person who's coming you're up trying to have a conversation and they're also writing things on the whiteboard of like Stop who's it. coming up next and like what their name is or like that's and you've like got to get that information quick you you've got to get that information quick because sometimes these people look different from their pictures so you're like oh, okay i think that's they Florence do Kasumba from i who's plays io because the, you get sent a picture and then they're they're dressed up as red carpet that's different, yeah i know, you know? that's like, so true <laughs> someone gets a haircut or they get like you know they shave their head off like so there's all those different things of like oh okay oh, and also people amazing. that you didn't even plan on who are up there who you're talking to that just show um, up that's like hey i'm gonna hey can I come up? That show up. That like, and that you're luck. You're glad that you glimpsed your Rolodex of memory is like, oh, that's who that person is. So like, uh, uh. Denzel Whitaker. Denzel Whitaker hopped up on the stage. Oh, Do I you saw who- you. I yes. don't know who that is, but you gave a really good thing. You asked him a really good question that I liked. That led into an amazing banter that you had with him, where you're like related to Forrest Whitaker, and he was like, no. And then in my head, my goofy ass would have been like, what about Denzel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I'm didn't glad you didn't that, do Paula that. Preston. I'm glad you didn't do that. No, nope. I'm glad. <laughs> nope. So Denzel Whitaker plays a younger version of uh, Forrest Whitaker's character Zuri in the movie, mm. and I again I've been researching really? for weeks. Yeah, he played, and I, and, he played Forrest Whitaker. They got the two Whitakers to play yes, each other, and they're not and they're not related. And I oh, so crazy. And I think that he played and he played his son in a different. Uh, in a different movie. I think it was The History Boys. It was right. a different movie that he said. Yeah. And so we just had... And I'm so glad that, like, I... It's crazy. That m- moment just came back into my head at that moment. I'm like, great. I know who he is. It's That's almost like a awesome. game when you're like, I know who this person is. I know the question I want to ask them. Boom. Yes. Uh, so that's that's uh, that's live TV, ladies and gentlemen. That's just a lot nuts. of a lot happening. Yeah. Wow. And, and really cool to get to, like, just talk to other, like, random people. Ava DuVernay was there. Um, she did. There's did you so see many her? Because you didn't, didn't see her. Oh, okay. I mean, I because my back was like completely, you know, I'm sure towards the. Uh, but it was really cool to get to talk to Tessa Thompson. So and, cool. And because you know, I was saying to her like, how cool is it that you know? I mean, Ryan Coogler, the director, is really sort of piecing together an artistic family. You know that he's right. worked with Tessa on Creed. She's coming back for Creed two. Yeah. And uh, Michael B. Jordan on Creed as well. And so I said to her, I was like, you know, you were the first one out of Ryan Coogler's family to kind of you know get into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And now it's like your family's coming along. Like, what's that feeling like? You know. And it's like, yeah. all of this great melanin coming into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's just it's so amazing. It's, it's such a great beautiful. time. It's so beautiful. And also it's like people that are young and vibrant, but also with the legends. It's such a beautiful pairing that Mm -hmm. it's like it's done so beautifully. And I also like that you shouted out Bay Area for Ryan Coogler because... You know. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm going to connect with him and give that little shout out. And now I'm <laughs> curious because you asked him if there's any Bay Area connections. And he was like, I can't say anything. So now I'm like, I got to see this movie. And you know what? I I saw the film. And within the first five minutes, I was like, oh, that's why he couldn't say anything. Really? And you, you will. It's, it's random because you're like, this movie is about Wakanda. What Bay Area connection could there possibly be? They go to South Korea. What are you talking about? South and you Korea. you get it. Like, Oh my god! You're like, oh, okay, thanks, Ryan. Am I gonna <laughs> be like, start I asked crying him like, once I like, I asked, you just might. <laughs> I asked him this question like point blank, and that it's so cool because that reference is in there because he's, he's from Bay the Bay Area. Area. 
So it's just so dope. It's just so dope. The Bay Area, y'all are going to just lose your shit. I can't believe when he was like, that was like such a good question because the fact that he was mysterious about it really piqued my interest. I was like (laughs) fangirling out because for those of you who don't know, Ryan Coogler did um, Fruitvale Station with Michael B. Jordan and Fruitvale Station was literally which is the Oscar Grant story. Um, yeah. Fruitvale Station what is my Bart's, was my BART station growing yeah, up. That's, I had right. been there a million, a hundred mm. times. Where mm-hmm. Oscar Grant used to work, Farmer Joe's is the place that I shop. So yeah. the fact that these people who are so, one, could, beautiful and black and doing mm-hmm. things and doing things with Disney and Marvel and then you're yeah. there my <laughs> I was full on you you are always Dina Lohan Dina Lohaning me I was full on like there goes my baby he's talking to him now he's doing it he's and I knew that you had like at least 13 other Dina Lohans like cheering you 20 50 whatever we all were super proud of you but I was like no that is my James. And he's talking to them right now. Every time somebody else would come on to my like screening, I would pull Andrew and be like, Andrew, look at this. Look, it's Gollum. Look, Forrest Whitaker. It's Luke Cage. Oh my God, it's a Hobbit. Like, like Martin, what's his face? Like, I Martin was Freeman, like, yeah. yeah. So... Good yeah, job. I, I would say I think you were what like you were. Uh, I think it's between you and my mom who were like absolutely like fangirl and love Dina Lohaning. You know, we had uh, to. My mom was sadly. She was like, I have a confession to make. Uh-oh. She's like, she had two confessions. She's like, one, she thought when I was saying I'm going to the Black Panther premiere, she thought I was doing a political thing or a political statement. I mean, that's and an so, easy one to be easy, confused by. Yes. And so when I had, I call, I did a conference call with my dad and my mom beforehand. Uh, yeah. Just a little bit of a prayer beforehand. That's uh, awesome. My dad just uplifts my spirit so much. So sweet. And I love it. I, he was like, so what are you doing? And I, I was like, oh, you know, Black Panther premiere. I'm going to talk to like Angela Bassett and Forrest Whitaker. They're like, oh, okay. And yeah. they like, then they were like, what? And my mom's like, I'm panicking right now. I'm like, no, oh, mom, no. you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> and she said that she so wait, I would have been like what was that prayer that you said before then what was, <laughs> yeah, that? What was that one uh, and so I my mom my mom uh, she just she she said oh, I think afterwards when I was talking to her she was like out of nowhere talking about how great it was and she, my mom was so proud you know and yeah. then uh, she's like so are you're not interested are you interested in dating or and I was like oh, what oh okay what? Um, no I'm really focused on my career right now she's like oh okay because you know some of those Guys, those actor maybe you could go Look to a party. She's what like, is- maybe you go to a party and meet meet one of them and talk to them. She's like, I don't know. I think it could happen. Like she <laughs> She went beyond Dina Lohan. She started matchmaking your ass. She's like, you are getting in one like- way or another. And hella slick about it too. Just like, oh hey, you know, are you single? Maybe you should you be go single to one of those tonight. Parties. Go meet, you know. I'm like trying to think. Like, was it like Winston Duke? Who, like, I like. I mean, I feel like I, mean, I literally there was get, so much handsomeness going. There on. was a lot of handsomeness, and I was like hitting it off with so many of them. So I'm just like, which one was my mom shipping me with? I don't know. Who knows? You got to ask her because I'm curious <laughs> now too. Did you go to any parties? I did not. Old man James came. Stop home. it. 
because I just, it was <laughs> oh, a long man. day. You were probably exhausted. Exhausted. Because I got swooped up into the premiere. I wasn't so, I wasn't billed to watch the movie until uh, today, which is the day after the premiere, because mm. I got prepped for the press junket. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, someone gave me a pass. They're like, oh, I've already seen it. Go. And I just got oh. wilt, whisked away. And the craziest nice. thing is I then go into the theater. I'm not in the theater with all the actors in the main uh, theater. Uh, oh. But I'm in this other one full of uh, the Marvel, all the Marvel people oh. who work in like uh, production and all this sort of stuff. I didn't know. I thought everybody was in the same movie theater. No, no. There's like the really, really famousy people in one. And then the rest of us who are Marvel oh. and like another. Yeah. Um, How? And so, but I go into. Made. But here's the thing. Yes, I go into the theater, and what is playing on that screen? What? The live stream with like a 15 minute delay. So I walk into the theater See and I yourself? sit down, eating my popcorn. And I'm like, "What are you guys watching?" And they're they're like, "You." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" And everyone's like, That's How are you? "Crazy." It was really funny, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I'm watching myself with a room full of people, That's and you guys. Insane. And so it was cool because a lot of people were like, oh, they were just were saying, you know, great job, great awesome. job. We loved it. You're, I love you know, it. so that was really cool. And like, you Aww. know, got to different people at Marvel were like, we, you know, we seen your work. We really like your hosting. You know, See? we're going to keep keeping you in mind for stuff. So you got this made. All I ask, James. Yes. And I think the listeners will agree with me is mm-hmm. that just, you know, let me have a couple of months in your pool house every year. That's all I ask for. You can call. You can come all the time okay, as long good. as you get to cleaning. Okay. Nine, yeah. No. <laughs> well, the maid's gotta have it. The maid's gotta have a day. Mariah's gotta have a day off once in a while. Yeah, I have I my am maid not coming over. <laughs> Mariah <laughs> needs time off. I like that. That's the name of my Mariah the maid. I know you pick the most extra name too for you. Your- <laughs> oh, you think I'm gonna have a basic <laughs> maid? <For> your- <laughs> not I. <laughs> oh my god. Well. I enjoyed it. I encourage literally everybody who listens to this podcast, if you want to see James in action, go watch that live stream. You can, it's easy to maneuver around. It's easy to like, they have, the one thing that I really like about it is you can scroll through. Cause I did a little mm-hmm. recap. I watched it live, but I was also like, let me just re-see some of this stuff. Mm. Um, so like you can like put your cursor down by the um, time thing and it will come up with a little box so you can scroll to see if you want to look at famous people you can scroll and see if you want to like look at the cinematographer or what the the director said or what donald glover's crazy ass said so you know (laughs) yeah you can just skip all around find your favorites find your favorite moments Welcome to the world of Wakanda. Welcome to the world of Wakanda, tell me, ladies tell and gentlemen. Me it all. I'm ready to be I, transported. <laughs> yes. I am so excited. I so just to point blank, first of all, everything I'm about to say is I it's a disclaimer. Two disclaimers. One, absolutely zero spoilers uh, are gonna happen here because I don't believe in that. Okay, good. Whew, God, got scared. Two, I want to yeah. keep my job at Marvel, and I love y'all, but you ain't worth it. Three, I also hate spoiling things for anybody. And in fact, those who really know me, know me, I will throw you off the scent in a large way. Especially if you, like, I'd say that someone spoiled something for you. I'll be like, no. Yeah. That, like, no, not at all. Like, if you're yeah. like, oh, Dorothy gets home at the end of The Wizard of Oz, I'm like, no. Are you sure? I don't think she does. Just throw you off. 
And in fact, like if someone's talking to me about like a show, if they're like, oh, I think I'm on season four, I will not talk to them talk to them about anything past season one because I want to make sure that I don't spoil anything. Like, I will make sure to dumb down what I know. So it's like to not... Because then it'll turn out that like, oh, no, I'm only on season two. And I'm like, good thing I didn't do it. Um, I know. It's so true. Sometimes you do like to leave some breadcrumbs. There have been times where you've sent me a text message in the morning and I haven't watched How to Get Away with Murder. Mm. And it'll be like you, your your bitmoji just being like, tee-hee-hee, oh, oh my God. Yeah, I was just too yeah, bad to be like... Yeah, I know. Um, so we have a, a historic movie that is coming out. And I think some people don't understand why this movie is so historic and what this character actually really means. And I yes. know for a fact that every black person who goes to see this movie, you are going to be like, for one, I didn't know I needed this. Two, I didn't know that I mm. wanted this. And three, mm. oh my God, Africa is amazing. Black people, and like you already knew Africa was amazing and black people are amazing, but it's going to show right. things in such a different light. So I'm really excited about this movie. Um, and I want to help get the hype up about why it's so amazing and the people who are behind it. Yeah. Um, it's more than just a superhero film. I was just going to say, but James would have... I'm imaginary somebody else and I don't like comic books. Here's the thing. Do you like good storytelling? Because yes. that's what this movie is. I, I will pitch it. It's sort of, it's like, it's an opera. It's an operatic Ooh, film. Damn. It is a, an operatic film in the sense that it is such about the world of Wakanda. Uh, and, and it's, it's James Bond meets Game of Thrones. It's so much larger what? than wow. every, and you see it and you're just like, oh yeah, African storytelling. And it's like yes. going back to just the roots of we've lost so much of our history. And it's, I think mm-hmm. compared to other movies, this one really says something because of course you've got black people in a movie. We're going to say something. Whereas like a lot yeah. of the movies that have been very, you know, white, you, it just goes with privilege. Like you don't have to say as many things, you know, mm-hmm. you can have allegories about different, you know, day to day things, but you don't. So the, not the, as heavy. So, like, it feels like the weight of this movie is so much heavier that things that people are fighting for just feels the gravitas of it. So, also disclaimer, everything that I'm saying is not Mm -hmm. a representation of anything that Marvel is saying. I am a free agent right now, so... This is pure, unadulterated James James opinion. Yeah, all James, all (laughs) the time. So, going back, and Nikkei touched on this, black history... Not black history. Well, this is black history. It's all black history. Black Panther history, specifically, dates back to 1966, uh, when Stan Lee and Jack Kirby first created the character of Black Panther, and he appeared in Fantastic Four, issue number 52. Isn't it... Hmm? Wasn't he before the actual Black Panthers, too? So that was, or yes. just, that was happenstance? He, was where happen- they just happened- yeah, it was just sort of happenstance. And so they created it because it was like, ooh, what's that? And, you know, he, I think that, I don't know, I can't, I don't know this for sure, but I would yeah. imagine he probably heard, like, heard Black Panther in the peripheral somewhere. Because oh, uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, also yeah, in yeah. New York and most of the Black Panther stuff was happening out in California, correct? Out here in the Bay Area. In Oakland. the Bay Area. Yeah. So imagine maybe heard it in the peripheral and a fever dream it came to him or whatnot. <laughs> I, and he changed it to something else. It was like the Black Leopard, and it just didn't have. Or people some, were like, "Boo! Give mm. us Black Panther." Yeah, and uh, and so you've got like decades and decades of uh, history for this movie. Yeah, and, and, and so there's such a rich history too. And so this is like the first black 
uh, character that was hitting hit, hitting uh, the comic books. And I believe the Falcon mainstream. was the first. Yeah, in mainstream comics. Uh, and I think the Falcon was the first African-American uh, character. And we've seen him, play, uh, Sam Wilson, in the Captain America mm-hmm. movies. Um, right. So what's going on with Black Panther? So it's essentially, it all takes place in the world of Wakanda. And if you're like, mm-hmm. where's that? It is a, it doesn't exist. It only exists in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And Unfortunately... It is a, it is a fictional city that yeah. essentially cloaked. The, they have a they have an endless supply of vibranium, and vibranium is a metal that yeah. is only. It's, so it's pretty much only found in Wakanda. And Captain America's shield shield right. is made out of vibranium, and it's pretty much indestructible. And it's essentially like it's in everything in Wakanda, and is the vibranium source is what allowed them to be this technological advanced nation, and they're actually the most technologically yeah. advanced nation in the world. Except everybody else thinks they're just the typical uh, sheep herders of Africa, right? They just, they have bought yeah. into the stereotype of what they think that people think that Africa is. And so yeah. everyone thinks that Wakanda is just, they're just, you know, sheep her- herders, just the simple people. I just got to interject right here because this is what makes me super excited because yeah. one, I'm curious to see how they pull that off. Like how mm-hmm. do you disguise the most, technology you know technological Mm -hmm. nation so Mm -hmm. i'm curious about that and two for those of you that aren't black a part of the african diaspora Mm -hmm. it is bomb to see an african nation what it would have been like without colonialism yeah if it was left motherfucking alone and not not fucking ripped away from its own riches Mm -hmm. and made Mm -hmm. to seem like a dark continent like that alone is radical and beautiful yeah and you think about that that metaphor that you know wakanda still has the most vital resource for the world that they haven't taken yet and that's why like being at that premiere just felt like such like it was like this is what it would have been like. It felt like a homecoming. That like yeah. Wakanda is that that dream place that we we would have had. So you've got right. that happening. And the Black Panther is a uh, he gets the Black Panther is passed down uh, mm. from king to king. So whoever is the king of Wakanda is also the Black Panther, and he gets his power from this heart shaped herb that he consumes, and then he gets all the agility and the strength of the Black Panther. So whoever is the king, that's uh, not there's, a spoiler. No, not a spoiler. Every, okay, it's in, okay, all right. <laughs> it's in the it's in the trailer. Okay. It's in the comics. Okay, it's not a surprise. Was... No. Okay. okay. Uh, so he gets his power from the heart heart shaped herb. That's where he gets his power from. Uh, and then there's five tribes in the world of Wakanda. Um, so this is at least in this Marvel Cinematic Universe version. I think there's seven mm-hmm. in the actual comics, but there's only going to be five in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, mm. One of the really great things that's also happening with this movie is Grammy Award winner Kendrick Lamar is yes. producing the album. And this is Fuck like a first yes. too, because that's the just thing is that this movie is so much more, so much of a movement that's happening. Yes. You, know? you, like, you watch so this movie and I thought, you know what? The revolution just might be televised. Mm, Gil's got hair. It just might be televised because you watch this movie and it's going to revolutionize the way that people think about Africa. Yes. The yes. young people who are going to be growing up watching this movie, their minds are going to be liberated in terms yes. of what is going to be possible. And I it's going to make it. people view Africa in a different light and a different, and just, and, and the conversations that are happening in this movie, fucking brilliant. Not so, to mention the things that you're mentioning are things that people don't know about. Like people don't know that in each 
um, country of Africa, there's several different tribes. Yes. And they're different people and they have different languages and they yes. have different styles and they're still from the same country. So it's educating people about Africa mm-hmm. without it being a history lesson. Right. Because even, and that's exactly what's so, so cool about this movie is that like, yeah, you've got Wakanda, but there's like you said, there's there's five different tribes. They're not just like, yeah. oh, we are one people. They And they they have their way that they maneuver within that. Um, yeah. So Kendrick Lamar's album Black Panther is dropping on February 9th and it's really cool that he's produced this album and it's music that's inspired from the film um, Mm. and created for for the film but it's what's really cool is that it's full circle is because um, when Chadwick Boseman they talked about this on San Diego Comic Con but Chadwick Boseman and director Ryan Coogler were saying that when they were making the movie yeah. Uh, Kendrick Lamar's album Damn was inspiring the movie right then and there so it's so cool and then they got him to do it yeah isn't that dope that new song that he has for the for the movie that's released right now on YouTube. All the stars. Oh, so good. It's so, so good. good. And it's you it's listen to so the good. lyrics, it's so fucking powerful. Definitely listen to yeah. that song. So yeah. we're gonna run through Chadwick Boseman. He plays T'Challa, uh, yes. the Black Panther. Um, and Chadwick Boseman is so dope. He just really transforms when he plays roles. He was in Marshall, he was in he played Thurgood Marshall in yeah, Marshall. He plays- Everybody. He's everybody. Like, and he has trans- there been a famous person? I'm going to play he that famous person. Transforms. He played James Brown and Get On Up. That was the one that my dad was the most excited that I got to interview. I thought it was going to be Forrest oh, Whitaker. Really? My dad oh. wigged out. He's like, you interviewed uh, that Bozeman guy who did uh, Because he James played Brown. all his heroes. He plays James Brown. He, well, I don't know who your dad's heroes are, but Brought older James black. Brown. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then he also played What's His Face, the baseball player, 42. Yeah. Um, oh, Jackie yeah. Robinson? Jackie Robinson. Yeah. And then Thurgood Marshall. Yeah. Like, come and on, now Chadwick. T'Challa. It's like any like, iconic black male. We're throwing you in, Chadwick Boseman. Sorry, <laughs> David Olio. But, uh... Oh, they're neck and neck right now. They're neck and neck. <laughs> Who's going to play what? Who's going <laughs> to play what? <laughs> so we first met Chadwick Boseman as uh, T'Challa in Captain America's Civil War. I'm also giving you a recap of like, if you're like, oh, I haven't seen, what do I need to see before I he go see? He was a see? sexy motherfucker in that movie. So, that was like, even mm-hmm. like me, even me and my husband were like, ooh, he mm-hmm. has some swag. Because he would just be like leaning against a car and be like, hey. <laughs> So we first met him uh, in his father, King T'Chaka, was killed in a terrorist attack, which forced him to take over the mantle of King and Black Panther to avenge his father. And so what's interesting about Black Panther is he's also, I think that's what makes him so interesting than any other character, is Mm -hmm. he's not just a superhero, but he's also a politician and a king. Fascinating. And so he's got these dual, like, roles there, you know? Trifecta, politician, king, and superhero. That That takes a lot of guts right absolutely um and so then just going down the list then we've got lupita nyongo who plays nakia she's a beat of a war dog so she's a spy in the film Mm -hmm. uh and she uh, uses like mixed martial arts and her fight choreography was inspired by just using whatever it is that she can use uh lupita nyongo went to yale she is Kenyan, Mexican, and speaks foreign languages. And you might remember her that she won an Oscar for 12 Years a Slave. Amazing. I love that you'll see in this film, and it's not a spoiler, but like she's... Everybody in the film has their own mission. And so no one's just a side piece. Usually her character would have been just like a love interest. She's like, I got shit to do. You know? Yes! Get that shit done! Yeah. So that's why like in this film, it's got this like, it's like James Bond meets Star Wars meets uh, Game of Thrones. Like, what the fuck? Speaking of Star Wars, she was mm. in that too. 
And Lupita, Lupita Nyong'o was in there as well. And Lupita said that she identified with her character Nakia's free spirit. But mm. I think it was more like, and I not that she's skipping and picking daisies in the field, but just like, Nakia does what she needs to do. I like that. <laughs> I like that. You can get shit done and also be like, I do what I want to do. Like, you know, free spirit. I want to introduce us to the rest of the royal family. So you've got uh, Queen Mother herself, played by Angela Bassett. Uh, She plays Ramonda. And and what's interesting in the comics... Is it Ramona or Ramonda? Ramonda. Okay. Ramonda. Um, (laughs) It's not Ramonda, but it's Ramonda. Um, And so she plays the Queen Mother. And what's interesting, in the comics, she is not T'Challa's direct mother. She's she's not T'Challa's mother. She's her stepmother. But in in this film, they're like, we ain't got time for that. They're They're like, that's your real mother. Unnecessary. (laughs) We don't need that. So what's funny is that Angela Bassett uh, was kind of called, she was called Queen Mother on the set as well. She kind of, she became the Queen Mother there. And she had a really great bond. Like the, the family dynamic between the royal family Family between T'Challa and her and, and Letitia Wright, Shuri, it's just magical. And she said that she had such a great time working with Letitia Wright. And yeah. she said when I interviewed her, she said that she never thought she'd be in a film like this. What? Angela Bassett said that? But that just goes to show you that if Angela Bassett is saying that, this is the industry. Because of, of course, all why, the people and, and, and say why, that I would expect her to be the most in no, something like why this. Why would she? Why would she think that she would be part of a, a, a black superhero Hollywood blockbuster. Well, she was in Strange Days. Yeah, back in the 90s and how much has changed. So I, it, For me, it's not that I was surprised that it just sort of resonated of like, yeah, you're yeah. right. I get that. You know, you've been in the industry. You've seen it. And she's surprised. Right. And I think it just, for me, shows the power and importance of this film. Right. Um, she did win an She was an Oscar nominee for What's Love Got to Do With It. It is a crime that she doesn't win. Exactly. And she's currently the executive producer on 911, uh, which is Watch It. A show that we've been pushing off talking because yeah. we keep talking over the time. But we both have watched it. Watch it's, it. Yeah. yeah. And we'll probably push it for time today. So then there's yeah. Letitia Wright, who you all are going to fall in love with Letitia Wright. She plays Shuri. You, she was on one of the episodes of Black Mirror. Um, oh. She was in the last episode of this last season of Black Mirror. I, I forget it. the name of it. Um, mm. She is not your typical princess. She oh, so had, she is the sister. She is the sister, rounding out the the, the royal family. She is the sister to T'Challa. And uh, her intellect, you're going to love this. Okay. Her intellect rivals that of Tony Stark. She is the head of the oh. Wakandan design group. So she yes, designs yeah. all the latest technology that's happening in Wakanda. That's awesome. So she's designing all of that. I uh, and she and she said in her latest interview that she really hopes that like this is gonna inspire. You know, I think it's just gonna like seeing young black women being scientists. That's just so yeah. fucking inspiring. We you know? need more of that. Hello, yeah. especially said, princesses too. Right, and she is like not like what princess is a scientist? Hmm? Like she got a job. This princess <laughs> works. She has her own lab. Don't you fuck it up. And Also, uh, sh- I do have yeah. to say, why do black princesses always got to work? But I'm into it. She's inspiring. She's, it's yeah, good. Yeah, she can just sit around and do nothing. Uh, she was inspired to be an actress by seeing Angela Bassett in the film Aquila and the Bee. Then can you imagine, then she gets to work with her? Yeah, I can't imagine because I was, you know, watching Angela Bassett in What's Love Got to Do With It, and then I got to interview her. So you just never know where life is going to take you. Really, You really don't. Now, no movie would be complete without its antagonist, and you've got Michael P. Jordan, who's playing Eric Killmonger. Yes. 
I would he's an antagonist and not a villain because he just has a difference of an opinion than okay. the protagonist. So what well, I think you complicated. Yeah. I think that's what the, this movie does really well is that like you're going to get villains that like or no you're going to get people who just have strong opinions and the opinions yeah. clash and that's where good storytelling comes. So I love that. It's not just like those you can't even name who the villain was in Iron Man 2, but you will remember I don't remember. <laughs> no one does. No Stop one it. Remembers. You can't pick like the lamest <laughs> No one remembers who that villain was. <laughs> but you'll remember this one. Uh, it, Mike, Michael B. Jordan, he was in Fruitvale Station and Creed, yes. uh, which both were directed by Ryan Coogler. Um, yes. He said that he was inspired by Heath Ledger's The Joker in terms of like preparing and going deep in for a role. Obviously, Shit. he didn't go in, but just in the terms of like the preparation to go yeah. into this role. And okay. Ryan Coogler said that he really wanted to challenge uh, Michael B. Jordan to play a character that is not necessarily the most easily likable because his Ooh. characters are usually just like, oh, we like him. Yeah, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's true. And I, that's n- why I kind of like him in this antagonistic role is yeah. because he has built up such a um, actor presence that mm-hmm. you see Michael B. Jordan in a movie and you want to root for him because you're yeah. like, oh, it's my friend Michael B. Jordan. He played Johnny Light Him Up in Fantastic Four. And, yeah. you know... <laughs> And mm-hmm. he plays Apollo Creed's son and he's with, you know, Sylvester Stallone. And but I like switching it up. I like and switching it up. Switch it up. He does. I and he's got all those scars. He talks. He talked about this in an interview, too. He said he's got all those scars and they represent all of his kills that he's had. And what I think about oh. that is so dope is that, like, he doesn't take death like he doesn't take death lightly, you know. Mm. So just that's the kind of villain you got working there. You've got Andy Circus there, who is playing Ulysses Claw, who was back. He was in Age of Ultron, Avengers uh-huh. Age of Ultron. Yeah. And he was the one that handed Ultron all the vibranium. So you know that he's uh, got yeah. a connection to vibranium. And you're like, where'd that come from? We're going to find and out. Andy Serkis, he's actually playing a role where you can see him. Well, which I is wanted rare. to, that was the one question I wanted to ask him is like, Andy Serkis. You're wearing pants in this film. How does it feel? I know. <laughs> Not a spandy suit. For people who don't know, he is like the motion capture He's king. the motion capture guy. He, Lord of the Rings, we got him. He recently did Snook in uh, Star Wars. Uh, the he plays an ape. Jedi. He plays the main ape in mm-hmm. fucking Planet of the Apes. He's... Yeah, yeah, he's just mo- mocap him up. Uh, yeah. I want to move on to one of the things that like is so uh, amazing about this the movie is that there's so many female characters in this movie and badass female characters, powerful, epic female characters, which is just un- you haven't seen it in any other Marvel film that has happened. Um, right just haven't seen it. And so the, you, we talked about this earlier. You've got the Dora Milaje. They are a powerful group of women who serve as the special forces and act yes. as the personal guard for the Black Panther. And these women are ride or die for their nation. For wow. their nation. And it's a lineage. Like their mothers pass on their lineage uh, to wow. them. So it's what a What if you don't d- want to though? Oh, I, and you know what? They didn't really explore that in the plot. There's not, but maybe like save, the side for the story. sequel. Save for the sequel. Save for the sequel. I just want to be a painter. <laughs> save it for the sequel. But that's the thing is that in Wakanda, like everybody has, there's such a pride for their nation. So I don't even mm. think you would, you would, you would want to, I don't know, but I feel like you watch the movie yeah. and you'll be like, sign me up. Okay. Um, <laughs> And they also uh, deny Guerrero, who plays Okia, Okia. Uh, who is she, Michonne, right? Who's also Michonne in The Walking Dead. And she said that, you know, that what's so beautiful is that they move as one. 
So they oh. move when they in their fights, they move as one. So it's almost dance like. And they also have this sisterhood on set because they all just shave their hair together. Oh, wow. And wow, we talked about this powerful. how powerful that is, especially for Black women, because you know your hair is political. Black women's hair is political, yes, as you've so talked true. about on this show. Yes. Uh, let's talk about Denai for a second. She okay. is also an award-winning playwright. She's just brilliant. I didn't know she was a playwright. Oh, she wrote Eclipsed, which starred uh, Lupita Nyong'o, which was on Broadway oh, and was wow. Tony nominated. She also what? got an Obie Award for her play in The Continuum. Uh, I didn't she know got the this. Helen Hayes Award. Uh, she's gotten Best New Play. She's just she's an award. She's got six ovation awards. Uh, she wow. Just is, um, she's on yeah. her way to an EGOT. Yeah, she's going to get it. And you know, a fun fact about her, she moved to Zimbabwe at the age of five with her family mm. from Iowa. She was born in Iowa. Lived That's here, a big difference. Zimbabwe. And, you know, she said specifically early on that she only she wanted to tell African stories. She said this very early it. on. She was point blank about what she wanted to do as an actor and mm. as a mission. And I yes. think it's just so brilliant. And here she is telling this, you know, Doing beautiful it. African story. Took a detour with some zombies, but... But, you know, you know I said to her, I, 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 I said, thank you, because you're still telling diverse, powerful stories. Yes. And Michonne, being Michonne, yes. is impactful. Building that fucking yes. sword, it mm-hmm. says so much. It says so much. Um, Florence Kasumba, she's back. You met her already. She was the Dora Milaje in Captain America Civil War. And she had a scene-stealing moment where she said to Black Widow, move or you will be moved. Oh. And so she's back. And she's got a fun... Okay, she I'm is glad German. She's, back. she's German-Ugandan. And she, oh. uh, she, was a, she also was a Dutch-German actress as well. Wow. Uh, so many yeah. inter- international, too. Talking that, about the African diaspora. Yes. So I mentioned earlier there are five tribes in Wakanda. And so in yes. this movie, you're going to have five. There's the Merchant Tribe, which is uh, in charge of innovation for Wakanda. There's the Mining Tribe, which is responsible for mining minerals, uh, the mm-hmm. vibranium of Wakanda. And you have the River Tribe, which is in- responsible for fishing and agriculture. And they wear a lot of green, mm. uh, which is why Nakia, who comes from the River Tribe, she's going to be wearing a lot of green green there okay. okay and then you've got the border tribe which yeah. is headed by daniel kaluuya's character Wakabi. Cool. from get out from get out who congratulations to him he just won uh not just one but he just got nominated for his oscar yeah uh, and so they so they're part of the border tribe and they're the people that are the first line of defense and yes. so they look like sheep herders for the film so they look like the sheep herders oh. the first line of defense but you also don't fuck with them this feels a little spoilery for me. That's not okay. That's good. That's it's just setting me up. Just setting me literally up. Literally just yeah. here's the thing because yeah. no one knows about, you know, everything about Peter Parker, you know, everything about Superman. True. These are stories True. that like they're in I the know. comics. They're I know. I think in, I'm just there. so excited, you know, sure. This isn't going to take, I, here's the thing. I knew all of this and none of yeah. this took anything away from me. Okay, and I've cool. like did research on the film for months and yeah, was none of this this is just setting it up for you if okay this, good. this is just setting it up for you you're fine i love it okay yes. good thanks Jean. all right yep i got you bring it back okay. yeah okay. so i uh, and in fact it's probably going to help you because you're not going to have to be piecing things together you can just then move along with where the plot is going because it moves very fast okay uh, cool. So Daniel Kaluuya, he heads the border tribe. Uh, yeah. It's uh, just helping you to understand the world of Wakanda. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. Winston Duke, who plays M'Baku. Winston mm. Duke, uh, and in the comics, M'Baku is called Ape Man, but they're not Which calling him problem. that in this. Thank God. Yeah. 
Right. That's... I, <laughs> and Blech. he, and he uh, went to Yale. Here's the fun story about Winston Duke. He went to Yale. Yeah. Ooh, Who else went he... to Yale? Lupita. They were there around the same time. And oh. they also went to see the first Avengers film together. And were Cute. wanting to be in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. And here they are making their debut together. That is adorable. Yeah. So he has the fifth tribe, which is the Jabari tribe. And they just essentially are an outside tribe who don't want to use vibranium. They live mm. in the mountains far away. And mm. they're like, they're not part of the mainstream of, of okay, Wakanda. Yeah. yeah. Martin, K- Martin Freeman is back as Everett K. Ross. Uh, he plays a CIA person who you've seen him in Captain America Civil War. His character, yeah. his, he's called him in the interviews. He said he's an ambiguous character. Okay. Yeah. Keep that in mind. And then you've got Sterling K. Brown who plays a mysterious role. All in, the black people, like literally. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, he plays a very From prominent mysterious us. role. Hold on to your butts for that one. And then Forrest Whitaker plays Zuri, uh, which is the spiritual leader to T'Challa. Um, mm. And he, some people have dubbed him the black Obi-Wan. Mm. Uh, he also produced uh, Fruitvale Station as well. So Ryan Coogler mm. is helping to uh, pull together this, you know, uh, sort of a family affair uh, yes. uh, of people. And just, I just want to kick it off real quick too. There's so many powerful women behind the scenes yeah. in the film. So yeah. there's uh, Hannah Beachler. Mm. She is the production designer. So Hannah Beachler, she this is her third time working with Ryan Coogler. Third time? Wow. Third time. So Freefail Station and Creed. She also did the production design for Moonlight and she helped birth oh, wow. Lemonade. She was the production designer oh, on Lemonade. Wow. Nice. She's one of the few black female. I think she might be one she might be one of the only. She's uh for black female production designers. Um she went she worked on this movie for 13 months. 13 Dang. months she traveled to africa to gain to get to the research for it and did a beautiful job did a beautiful job and you know ryan coogler was able to pull together this wonderful group of people and what's so interesting is that like you feel the authenticity in this movie i was just mm. thinking how horrific it would have been if a white guy would have done this movie mm. Mm. they got the right people they got the right people yeah and so they built these massive sets so there's this place called warrior falls and mm. they built this actual like it was like 120 feet, 120 by 75 feet in size mm. and 36 feet tall. And I love had, practical stuff like, oh, that. there's so many practical sets. And it was like pumping something like uh, 200 gallons of water through wow. it, like these waterfalls. And Angela Bassett was saying they had drummers on set. And she said, usually, you know, you're on set. It's like, hurry up and wait. But she's like, yeah. there was drums going. There was chanting. There was just this vibrant wow. energy. And that so sounds like she, so much fun for these black actors to be playing this you know movie rich in african culture and that's what's so cool about this movie is because yeah. although it's very futuristic with afro futuristicness but it's also rooted in mm. african culture i love it that's what Afrofuturism is. Once you see this movie, mm. I hope it spawns a new generation of Afrofuturism. Well, and I even think with like the costuming too. So Ruth E. Carter, she did the costume design and she is a legend in the industry. She mm. has done, uh, she did Selma recently. Wow. She has done over 10 Spike Lee films. Damn. Yeah, she did Crooklyn. She did, and she's oh, also wow. she's uh she got an Oscar nominated for Amistad, Malcolm X. Like she just has been around. Wow. She's Her, in it. She's in it. Yeah, and I, you know, it said, it, and she got to create the signature stamps for these costumes that people are going to be co- cosplaying for like 
decades you know like she brought this world to to from from the page you know they also the production design team also actually went to africa uh yeah to do the research on it um and uh yeah so there's this just amazing costume design there too rachel morrison uh she's the cinematographer she is Mm. the first she also just got a recent oscar nomination uh for for mudbound Oh, nice. That's on Netflix with Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige, who also got, uh, I think, what was it? She got a Golden Globe nomination. Did she get an Oscar nomination? She got, she's the only woman to get two Oscar nominations for the same film. She she had a nomination for the song and a nomination Mm -hmm. for her performance. Good for Mary J. I know I've hated on her in the past, but I'm like, you know what? This, I am all about black (laughs) Wakanda forever. I am for it. I, but Rachel Morrison, I, yeah. So she, Rachel Morrison is the first woman to be nominated for an Oscar for cinematography. She worked Mm. with, I, she worked with Ryan Coogler on Fruitvale Station, but could not work with him on Creed because she was preggers. Oh, okay. And then you've got uh, Debbie Berman, who is the film editor for the movie as well. She did the film edit- editing for uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, so wow. It was just so great because Ryan Coogler was able to pull together such a, a, a very diverse group of people mm. in front of the camera and behind. And for these people to be working on this size of a movie, the connections that they're going to make, the mm-hmm. doors that they're going to be able to crack down. It's yeah. just such a revolutionary uh, moment in film. I And I got to talk to Joe Robert Cole, who mm. he, was this, he was the screenwriter. And what's cool about him is that he, he got this through the Marvel writing program. So he was through oh. the Marvel writing program and he got tapped to write uh, this wow. through that. So I love it. It just has a sort of grassroots feeling to it. And then, you know, mm-hmm. uh, director Ryan Coogler was saying that it was so important to have people that he already trusted. It was going to be still a large exactly. project. That's so the thing that needed- I was like saying. It feels like, like normally it was something that's like Marvel that's like so connected to a universe the freedom of it, the fact that he used so many people that he has extended relationships yeah. with really yes. makes it yes. a personal film. Well, and you know what? Here's the thing. White people have been doing this for decades with each other. We mm. just have never gotten these opportunities to be able to pull mm. our own people that we're using and that we want yes. to collaborate with. It's, it, I mean, this is bust. This film is busting down doors. And yes. so I wanted to just take a peek. First of all, I wanted everyone just to, to just get a, 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 and believe me, I have spoiled zero for you. Now you just understand what the hell the world is that you're going into. Awesome. Uh, and, 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 cause again, we, no one knows about Black Panther, but you know right. everything about Spider-Man. Man and right. you know, Superman. You know about Krypton. You know about those things, right? You exactly. know what you know what uh, Kryptonite is, right? So now right. we understand what the vibranium is and the equalities of that. But also just like what this movie means. And one thing when I interviewed everybody, the one thing that they all had, and I said to Ryan, "What did you want to try to get across with this movie and working on this project?" He was like, "Love." Mm. And I don't, I, I just, to think of a superhero movie and that was the intention behind it. That is so yeah. huge and powerful. And everybody who worked on the project, you get this feeling of love behind it. So there's a big, of course, coming out around Valentine's Day, a big dose of love it. just coming to head your way. And we've got listeners in China. Yeah. Go tell your people to see this tell movie. Tell people is to see it. So yes. important for this movie to do well, especially overseas and especially in China. Uh, there are fears that it won't do well because typically black movies have not done well in China because they're just not yeah. used to seeing these black faces. And it's time to change that. So really. And also, uh, let's stop 
I mean, yes, we're celebrating it as a black film. Right. But, but I also want to celebrate it as it's an American film with a large black cast, too. Yeah, and right, it's, yeah. It's set, in, black, set, in, set in an African nation. Right. Yeah. So it's for everyone. I feel like when people call it, they get the perception of a black film being only for black people. Yeah. No. It's yeah. for us. We're excited. We're yeah. celebrating it. But everybody should be celebrating and seeing this, too. Just like you all think that we all should be watching Woody Allen movies. I'm not going to. But like, you know, like the same thing when like, you know, white folks are like, you haven't seen this movie because they, you know, it's they're like everybody has seen these movies. I mean, we've all seen Captain America. Yeah. So here we go. So I am excited for you all to get this experience. I think it's like nothing you've ever seen before. Hold on to your butts. Wakanda forever. Yay. So excited. You know, when I think of going to work every day and the passion and the intelligence, um, the resolve, the discipline that everybody showed. I also think of two questions that we all have received during the course of multiple publicity runs. And one is, did we know that this movie was going to received this kind of response, meaning was it gonna make billions of dollars? Was it gonna gonna make a billion dollars? Was it um, going to still be around during this award season? And the second question is, has it changed the industry? Has it actually changed the way this industry works? um, How it sees us? And, And my answer to that is to be young, gifted, and black. We all know what it's like to be told that there is not a place for you to be featured, yet you are young, gifted, and black. We know what it's like to be told to say there's not a a screen for you to be featured on, a stage for you to be featured on. We know what it's like to be the tail and not the head. We know what it's like to be beneath and not above. And that is what we went to work with every day because we knew not that we would be around during award season or that it would make a billion dollars, but we knew that we had something special that we wanted to give the world, that we could be full human beings in the roles that we were playing, that we we could create a world that exemplified a world that we wanted to see. We knew that we had something that we wanted to give. And one thing I do know, what did it change the industry? I know that you can't have a Black Panther now without a two on it. So we love you and we celebrate it. <laughs> that was Chadwick Boseman's acceptance speech at the SAG Awards. And there it is. That is the king right there. That man, that speech. So inspired by him and his life, it feels like another hero down, but you know what? It's another mantle to pick up. Another torch has been passed, and we take that and we pick it up with honor, with energy, with commitment, with dedication, with passion, and perseverance. We move this forward for you, Chadwick. We are, are, I am so grateful for your work that I got to share five minutes with you, and we will move forward for you, your energy, your spirit. It guides us. We move it forward. And I say thank you for the inspiration and the work. 
before we get out of here, I did dip into Twitter and back on looking at Twitter. So if you're like, why hasn't anybody responded? It was a social media break. And this one comes from at Basil Nith. They said, I listen on Spotify and have binged the last month worth of episodes. So thankful for this show and giving me the topics to research and dive into. I love that because I hope that we're just giving you a little bit of a, a sampling and I hope it inspires you to dig even deeper. And then the review of the week comes from JML29885 stars. They wrote, Minority Corner is incredible, and I am so thankful for its funny, informative, well-researched, thought-provoking, and entirely lovely. One of my all-time favorites. I want to thank you for writing that review and those tweets. I have to say, um, it's just been very emotional. I don't know if you could tell, but it's just been very emotional this past few days and doing this episode, but coming back and reading the tweets and the reviews, you all gave me the strength and the energy to continue forward. We are a community. Yeah, I, I give, we do the show, but you all give the feedback or you all connect. And it just means the world to me when you, when you do write a tweet or write a review, it's a conversation that's happening. And I'm grateful for each and every one of you. Again, thank you to Chadwick Boseman. This episode was for you. Wanted to honor you and pay tribute and give gratitude and let you know we got this. We're going to keep going forward. Take care of yourselves, y'all. Be kind to one another. Be kind to yourself. Have that self-care regimen. We're doing the work, but there's a lot of things that are happening, but we're going to be the heroes we're going to be the heroes. We are the heroes. We are those heroes that we're, we're waiting for and looking for. You are a hero to someone else. So stay, be well, wash your hands, spread love, and I'll see you on Friday with an all new Minority Corner. And thank you for listening to Minority Corner because together we're the majority. I love you all. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported